Welcome to the Tiny Film Invasion here on WMSC 91.7 FM. I'm Blythe and I'm here with Christopher. Hi. Happy New Year. Yes. That it is. Will it, it will be. Very soon. Yeah, and minutes away. Hours? I mean, a lot of minutes away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Are you counting the minutes until it's the new year? No. Was I, 2015 bad for you? Do we uh, need, no. Do we need like, to talk? Well, there were moments, as in life, True. where it was unpleasant. True. But uh, there was some great stuff. Uh, like your like your movie watching, movie watching mostly always great. Uh, music listening, movie watching. I had some wonderful. I had some top ten naps this year. Can you talk about your top ten um, meals of ham over the holidays? Yeah, you were, of, you were telling me before the show that you ate yeah. a lot of ham and a lot of cookies. All I all I had was ham and cookies. It was a ham and cookie Christmas. <laughs> Which is the best Christmas? Uh, but yeah, I just I just talking about it, my mouth fills with salt. <laughs> so no, I can't talk about it. Excellent, because I'm on the radio. I can't have a salty mouth on the radio. Oh well, here we are, our last show of 2015, and of course that means that we want to talk about our favorite films of the year. Yeah, uh, I'm. This is almost so. I was waiting for like a week and a half after open to see Star Wars. Oh yeah, the anticipation was killing me. Almost as much as it's killing me to see what's on your list. I know, yeah. We told each other that we weren't going to look. Oh, yeah. We didn't look at each other's lists, so we're going to exchange We don't them. know. Here we go. Ready? This is going to be great television. Here's my okay, list. I see it. Okay. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have one We have one, overlaps. one, one. Though, I will say- Your honorable mentions. Yep. Yeah. One of so, yours is on my honorable mentions and came very close to being on my top 10. This is going to be a great show. Yeah, okay, this is good. here we go, people. <laughs> First of all, I love top ten. This is top ten season. I love seeing people's top ten lists of the year. There are so many; they're varied, but it's also interesting to see the films that show up, like kind of consistently. Do you find that you just look to people's top ten lists for validation of your own? Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, if I see one, that's of them, a good I'm like, list. Just like oh, the, mine. Oh, the New York Times thinks I I am right. I want Ao Scott says yes to K Polly. That's what I hear in my head. It's no, like sure. it's like he follows you on Facebook and click like <laughs> yeah. like. Oh, I like what he likes. Also, it makes me re- it gives me a list of things I I need to see. If there's something that keeps showing up on people's lists and I haven't True. seen it yet, I'm. I feel desperate to see it. I have um, my own list, and then I have the list of things I still need to watch. Right. Broke it up into watch online and then watch in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> but, and this is this is 100% based on reading other people's lists yeah. and filling in my gaps. This is the disclaimer that I like to say every year, is that we are not film critic professionals, which means, number one, we do not yeah. watch movies nonstop for a living. the time. They're the only people who get... who. It's their job to watch everything, so they do, and they have a clear idea. But we have to just like catch as catch can, catch as catch can. Yes, I feel like that's a, the right. I think phrase. it is too. And number two, the other thing I would point out is that many films don't open in Milwaukee until the next year. Right. So there's this rush of sort of all these films yeah. at the very end of the year to get in for Oscar contention that in Milwaukee we might not see until January. Yeah. Um, so those are also not reflected on our list. Yes. The third thing is that um, there's also these weird films that f- fit into the festival 
um, zone right. that uh, maybe premiere at a festival. And it might take them a year, a year and a half, yeah. two years to get um, the national release and then being talked about. I noticed this very strongly when I saw The Tribe on a bunch of people's lists this year, right. which topped my list last year. Yeah, that's confusing because it gets confusing. I get in arguments with Megan all the time because Megan believes our she former knows, co-host Megan. Yes, she knows 100 percent what year each film belongs to based on whatever criteria she sticks to. I'm like, some of these you can't. It's so Yeah, it was released in Sweden in 2014. (laughs) And you didn't see it? Yeah. Come on, Somehow I missed it. And now it's available in 2015 here. So yeah, one of my films, I feel. Should we dig in? Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Christopher, start. Um, well, uh, I'll talk about this one first because our soundtrack is based on this Oh, good. One. I'm glad. Um, one of, and I don't know if it's my favorite. I don't think I can say which one is my favorite of the year because they're varied. I didn't pick a favorite. Yeah, there's, it's kind of hard. Uh, but one of my top favorites is definitely End of the Tour. The, uh, the End of the Tour with uh, Jason Siegel mm-hmm. and Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Um, Jason Siegel plays... Uh, Mr. David Foster Wallace. I'm trying to. I didn't see it. I'm trying to imagine those two actors together because Jason Siegel in my head is sort of like that happy Muppet. Yeah. And Jesse Eisenberg is such a dour. Yeah. Everything is gonna. The world's gonna end. Right. Character. So I'm trying and to picture Jesse those two Eisen- people together. Yeah. And Jesse Eisenberg doesn't stray far from that. <laughs> but the, the the breakout, I think, as Jason Siegel does such an amazing job and he got gr- he got great reviews for it this is an interesting thing though and this is what i was going to mention is this movie came out at the beginning of the year i believe when i say came out again it was doing i saw it at the wisconsin film festival in april april and uh, it had played before then so it, it is a 2015 film but there's been no talk about it i've seen it on very few lists i feel like that happens with things that are it gets spring forgotten. releases it's really sad uh people don't really reach back cuz everything else is fresh cuz it came out seconds ago in december there's such a flurry at the end yeah but this film still stands out to me from the entire year um so A.O. Scott, uh, speaking of him earlier, uh, from the New York Times said, uh, by all rights, I should hate the end of the tour. But in <laughs> fact, I love it because nice. he was talking about how much he he's not a fan of biopics, of bi- literary biographies. I tell you, I'm not either. I have a hard time with right. them. This is doing an, and I don't think this is why he liked it. He's uh, but uh this is a part of that new trend sort of of biopics capturing not a whole life, but a section of a life. Uh, My week with Marilyn, the um, Miles, wise choice. the Miles Davis one that's coming out soon. There's a bunch of examples. Uh, but this takes place during an interview between Jesse Eisenberg's character, who's a writer who wants to interview uh, David Foster Wallace after Infinite Jest, his biggest breakthrough book, comes out. His performance is, I mean, Jason Siegel's performance is just, is amazing. Um, the, he said something, um, the movie is partly about a writer's identity and how Wallace didn't want to be perceived in any way, lest it should be false. So mm. it, it's a lot about his struggle with how people are going to perceive him and if he's putting on an act, he's a very confused character. And so A.O. Scott uh, praised his performance as appropriately evasive, which... <laughs> Which is really interesting. Um, but he, he did a wonderful job. There's this wonderful moment where David Foster Wallace has a Alanis Morissette poster on his wall. And he has this conversation with Jesse really? Eisenberg's character about how, yeah, he loves loves Alanis Morissette. He said he's a crush on her. 
because she's somebody it's like a, a supermodel. You can't imagine them eating a bologna sandwich. But Alanis Moore said you could absolutely imagine her eating a bologna sandwich. It's so good. <laughs> I like that criteria. I feel like this is a perfect time for an Alanis Morissette impersonation by you, Christopher. Oh, I, I don't nothing. want to put you on the spot. Yeah, really? I got nothing for okay, that. Well, I just thought I'd take a shot. God bless her. All right. So um, Christopher picked our soundtrack today, and it's yes. from the end of the tour. You want to tell us what the first song is? Yeah, it's got a great uh, collection of songs in it. The first one is by Felt, and it is Sunlight Bathed the Golden Glow. Welcome back to the Tiny Film Invasion here on WMSC 91.7 FM. I'm Blythe. I'm here with Christopher. We're talking about our favorite films of 2015. And we were just having a big discussion <laughs> off air about when it was. Can we consider Selma for this year or last year? Yeah, already we're arguing we about are, which, which is fun. Megan's not even here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I know that you and I saw it in January because yeah. I looked when we talked about it on the show and yeah. I thought we saw it right when it came out in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, yeah. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. That was oh. my whole point of what I was saying before is that we didn't have the opportunity to see it. Oh, that's before. true. So, Though, so that means I can never talk about it on any list because I didn't you, yes. have the capacity of that's seeing correct. it. Well, that we did a whole show on it. Again. So that's why we did a whole show on it. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I think, bec- well, I think because it was in contention for last year's Oscars, it even though it was snubbed like and that was a big thing we talked about that already um i think it was considered a 2014 film i know but i get what you're saying so then i I should talk about the tribe again this year (laughs) because no one else got to see it i mean that's true it's ridiculous anyway selma's on there for me as it should be as it should be okay so i have a group of three films that i want to talk about together which i'm really excited about and um so the first one is eden by mia hansen love uh, the second one is Clouds of Sils Maria by her husband, Olivier Asias. Oh, really? Mm, I know that. Mm. Okay. He left Maggie Chung for her. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Different show. Sure. Confusing director breakups. <laughs> yeah. And the third one is The Second Mother by Anna. I Yeah, no mm. idea. I'm going to butcher it. Moilart. Brazilian director whom I love. I feel like that was accurate. Okay. So Eden is a film set in Paris in the 90s. And uh, it was um, loosely based on the director's brother's personal story. He was a DJ during that French Electrona era that birthed Daft Punk onto the world. Um, And they have, (laughs) they're in it twice trying to get into clubs. It's really funny. But I mean, this director for me, I think she's made about four films. Her second film, uh, Father of My Children, just still really haunts me. It's yeah. a really breathtaking, subtle story of um, um, a, a man, a, a woman whose husband, who's a famous French director, kills himself and she's left with these two children yeah. and sort of how that affects her. Um, 
and uh, I I was uh, this is one I, that I caught at the Milwaukee Film Festival. Yeah, I had, it was a Sunday night. I already watched a film. This was the late show. I was yeah. <laughs> bumped into a friend, and we were went back and forth for like fifteen minutes after the first show. We saw should we stay? Should we not stay? We stayed late yeah. on a Sunday night. I'm so happy <laughs> that we did. I loved it. He felt like it was um, there's wasn't. A, he's like we finished. He's like it was so French. Oh, <laughs> meaning, oh, meaning, me. yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is not for Christopher. <laughs> but, but it's on my list of things to see, though. So. It, it, to me, it's my soundtrack of the year. I oh, loved it. Okay, I loved it. I and and it wasn't even a, a kind of music that I really like was super into at the time, yeah. but just makes me feel good, right? And it's great. Um, but his point in saying it was so French is that there wasn't enough of a thread of a story for him. Oh, okay. And it made me think about how how everyone sort of needs different amounts of plot line to get them oh, through a film, sure, yeah. right? Which I think mm-hmm. that is something that you and I differ on. Yeah. And there's a, for like for me, Claire Denis always gives me just enough yeah. to, to like follow her through that path. Right. There's other directors who don't. I yeah. get lost and I get frustrated and I'm done. Yeah. But I think that that sort of like how much you need varies not only by individual, like your brain. It's what your yeah. brain needs, which could change day by day. True. Right? And depending on the format they do it in. True. Yeah. True. So to me, that was one that uh, felt very loose in a very French way that made yeah. me very happy. Yeah. <laughs> and it also, so the, the story is about um, this DJ during the 90s and he <clears throat> He continues to be DJ for a very long time. And yeah. you see in the beginning, you're just like, yes, yeah, this young guy DJing and look at him at the raves. And and then by the end, you're just like, he's still doing this and he's wrecking his life. Yeah. And I don't know. I just thought a lot about sort of you can look back on your earlier years and be like, that was my true self. And <laughs> I, you know, look at what I loved and I, sh- I should go back and do that again. But yeah. maybe sometimes you hold on to those old things for the wrong reasons. There's something about aging in there, which I liked a lot. Now, that's a longer film, isn't it? I don't know how long it was. Okay. I might be confusing with something else. It was one of those films that I remember a discussion at the festival where the trailer didn't do it justice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw the trailer and got a very different view You think of it's it. just about being in clubs, but that's yeah, what I'm it saying. it seems it's, like a more a standard film, but then right. I had heard from people that it was wonderful and that it was definitely not what you'd expect. So. Yeah. So then the, the film that I want to talk about that... Uh, also with it is her husband's film. Olivier Asias is one of my favorite filmmakers. I will see anything that yeah. he makes without knowing anything about this it. This movie is in my uh, DVD player as we speak. Oh, I haven't seriously? watched it yet, but I'm about to. Yeah. It's The Clouds of Sils Maria, yeah. and it stars Juliette Binoche and Kristen Stewart, whom I finally understood. Yeah. That, like, I, I still... got her. She. Everyone's talking about her performance in this, and I totally understand why. Okay. Um, but, of course, Juliette Binoche is, like, the big draw for me right. because that woman is, I mean... I just felt like if there's any Hollywood producer out there who's like, why would we cast a woman over 35? Like this performance of hers and this character of hers is like a rebuttal to everyone. That's great. You can't watch it and not think like, why don't, why does not the world not have more Julia Pinoche (laughs) and more women of that age in film and more roles of substance? Yeah. There's um, a final shot in there where, um, there's uh, the whole thing is the, the the title comes from these clouds that come through this mountain pass in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And when you actually see that in the film, I just got goosebumps again. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
it's the most miraculous thing. Yeah. You, <laughs> I loved it. And it was like the number one reason to see it on the big screen is because it was so sweeping to see oh, these Swiss, right. the Swiss, um, yeah, like mountains. That sounds beautiful. Awesome. Beautiful. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so quickly, the last yes. film that's in that group for me is The Second Mother, which is a like one of the highest grossing Brazilian films ever. Um, and it's about um, a woman. It, it's a really wonderful look at it. got great response. Did you see it? I didn't see it yet, but it's got, it got such a good response when it played. I think you're going to like it, yeah. Christopher. Um, really interesting look at um, class and like parental relationships in modern day Brazil. Which is interesting because of how much focus right now Brazil is getting with the the World Cup and the Olympics coming up and whatever is going on in that country. This is a very specific look at um, at one family there. So the woman is a um, I talked about this on the show before, I think Mm -hmm. she's a maid in a house and she had to leave her family to go to the city to be a maid. And so she basically raises this other child. Oh, I see. In this home. And um, and then when her daughter is like 18, she's applying for universities and she calls and says, like, can I come and live with you while I'm applying to school? And so then she sees sort of like the life that her mother has lived as a second class citizen within this house and how she's raised this other person. And how does that relate to her? It's very complicated. And and another um, older woman in a film that plays a very um, non-traditional, you know, she's. I know it's called the second mother, but it's not like uh, she's pigeonholed into some sort of oh, caricature sure, yeah. of a mother. Right, right. So very full, rounded characters. Those three films together, I think, are my top zone of the year. I don't know how to pick any yeah, one of them. I know. It's so hard. <laughs> uh, before we do, we're going to do another. But I just want to quickly say, because yeah. we don't need to talk about these movies that much. I will just say that I, I, I like all kinds of movies, some more than others. I, I love blockbusters. Yeah. Um, as much as maybe we'll talk films. about our common blockbuster after the next yes. song. When we'll do, yeah, maybe I'll hold that. I'll hold this. I'll hold this until the next song. Okay. So the next song we have to talk about is it. a very, uh, very good song uh, by REM, and it's called "Perfect Circle." Put your hair back. You get to leave. Eleven gallows. On your sleeve, shallow figured winners paid eleven shadows way out of place. Standing to Welcome back to the Tiny Film Invasion here on WMSC 91.7 FM. I'm Blythe, and I'm thanking Christopher for picking one of my favorite songs ever Yeah, for our soundtrack today. That's that's the era that we like. So I love whenever early I see a soundtrack with that in it, I'm like, yeah, we'll do this one. Yes, we will. <laughs> so today we're talking about our favorite films of the year, and now we come to the land of the blockbuster. Yeah. Usually, there's like one a year that I think is worth mentioning, but this year, uh, there was some smart, really impressive blockbusters. So, I and three made my top 10, which if feel I feel like is shocking. Usually, if there's an Avengers movie, I'm gonna throw it in there. If there's some like halfway decent superhero movie, I'm gonna throw it in there just to you know, from the superheroes from my roots. But, uh, this year, uh, the three that were on my list are The Martian. 
Mad Max Fury Road, of course, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. And Star Wars is on my list yeah, as well. This was, is where we That was our hands. only our only crossover. But uh, Oh yeah, yeah, that is. Out of all of them, our only one that we agree <laughs> on is Star Wars The Force Awakens, as it should be. It's actually the thing that I like about it is how that franchise and thank you, JJ Abrams, from for rebooting it. Yeah, did a good job. Loved it. Um, but I just think that it really spans um, a lot of people, a lot of tastes, a lot of generations. Yeah, that's what it did perfectly. And that's what he did so well in the that first uh, Star, Star Trek, Trek movie mm-hmm. that he that he redid, um, which is he gave just a, a good mix of giving enough of the old stuff for us to go, oh, remember that? Uh, and then creating a new story and a new and new characters and for for this time, which is so it, I mean, that's a hard juggling act and he did it he did a great job really well i was surprised when i when we finished the film um how much i was like the two things that made me the happiest are one han solo was in it way more than i thought he was going to be he was in a ton (laughs) it's great i gasped when he came on screen my husband be careful be careful yeah okay it's still too soon to spoil i won't spoil anything (laughs) anyway I gasped when yeah. he first appeared. And yeah. I just couldn't believe how much he was in the movie. So yeah. it made me very happy. Also, what made me happy is how much I loved the new characters. And I'm yeah. super excited to follow them on the next films yeah. um, and find out what they happen next, which is just well done. For sure. Well done. Not enough Chewbacca for me. There was There's he, never enough Chewbacca, no, right? I want a whole movie about Chewbacca. I don't care if it's subtitled. Doesn't need to be. No, I just want to see Chewbacca. Just moves his arms around. and you know what he's saying. So tall. <laughs> So yeah, it's fascinating and seeing uh, the old characters uh, in their new, not new roles, the same roles, but you know how they've advanced, and then even making references to the um, to the cantina. They had a new cantina, new cantina, new Just, droid, which I yeah, love. All these these things that are referencing the old films too mm-hmm. are so nice, and this seamlessly tied in with the new one because it is does come right after the first set of the you know the original movies. Did you? watch the original movies in the lead up to watching the no. so the rest of my family did yeah. my husband and I did not so now we want to go back and watch all oh, of them yeah. and rewatch it again perhaps we'll go in 3D next time <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> we have a lot of work to do before this movie yeah. leaves the theater <laughs> uh, Mad Max Fury Road has been on everyone's top 10 everyone and I'm so excited that this particular blockbuster is so like across the board because George George Miller is that right Thank you. Yeah. George Miller, uh, who did the original Mad Max series, uh, just did a phenomenal job of, again, connecting it to the old films, but making a brand new like myth happen. And it's some of first of all, before I even saw it, I was like, I like this movie very much because the art direction in it is like second to none. The costumes, the cars are so over the top and beautifully done. And the choreography when you watch the movie, the like the drive, the 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 driving scenes and the and the battle scene choreography is just beautiful. There are there's a scene where these uh, motorcycles jump in sync, like one and then the other, in these beautiful counter arches, while of course throwing grenades. <laughs> there is a car. As you have to. There's a car that when looks you're like synchronized a porcu- motorcycle yeah. driving. <laughs> there's a car that looks like a porcupine. <laughs> I it's just it's so I'm good. sold. I gotta go. Yeah, and then the Martian, uh, it was this is people been calling it science porn, and I don't know anything about science, but I was like they made it really. <laughs> I ex- do know about porn. I do a little bit. I heard about that. <laughs> both I know about both things peripherally. Um, 
But it made it's such accessible science and funny. The movie is funnier than you would imagine for a very sciencey space movie. Awesome. It was re- and uh, wonderfully done. Yeah. So three great blockbusters this year. That's fantastic. Um, oh my gosh, we are almost out of time. No, we have so much more to say. We have to we have to rifle off names. Now. I know, but I want to talk about quickly just yeah. the two uh, coming of age films that I have on my list. That, I'm a that huge I fan. I'm a huge fan yep, of this one. Yep, yeah. yep. So um, the two films that I have that I feel like go together in some way. Uh, Girlhood by Celine Sciamma and Diary of a Teenage Girl directed by Mario Heller. First film. It's so good. And I'm praying that as she goes off to direct episodes of Transparent, oh, yeah. she does not fall into the trap. indie woman yeah. feature film trap True. where you make one great film and then you direct, direct HBO film, TV, TV for the next yeah. 10 years. Right. Don't let this happen, Hollywood. Diary of a Teenage Girl, oh, it was so close to being on my top 10 and I almost regret not including it because it was not only a great first feature, but the actress who plays the main girl Belle Polly. is just phenomenal it's like subtle but also like funny and and i can watch her face all day long yeah no problem she was amazing yeah it's a good movie uh whatever she does next is going to be yeah on my favorite list (laughs) i feel it (laughs) yeah um but what i loved about that coming age age film is that it's very much like it it's completely centered on a young girl's sexuality but it does not sexualize her at all yeah which is a great line to be on the right side of yeah because if you think about a film like um do you remember the crush with alicia silverstone and carrie ellis <laughs> same general right idea that's this so, young woman awesome. throwing herself at an older man yeah and uh they get it wrong <laughs> that's a good movie mashup right there yeah those two. let's not think about it anymore yeah. um, they, and you say sexualize and i keep thinking the word oversexualize because they sexualize her enough in the sense that right. she's a I'm, sexual person. I know I'm you, talking about yeah, hypersexualization right, exactly. of, of young girls that exactly. happens. They did it like the amount you need for a film like this about this individual character who is a teenager, and of course, you're having she's these, sleeping with her mother's boyfriend, yeah. and they do not yeah, cut corners around that. Right, right. <laughs> it's it's a it's an impressively thought out film. Too, it's fantastic. Yeah. And then the other film that we talked about also on the show is Girlhood. Yeah. Um, Celine Sciamma is a French director whom I love. Her last film, Tomboy, was just heartbreaking. If you haven't seen that yet, yeah, fantastic. About a ten year old um, girl who wants to be a boy. Yeah. Oh my god! Just wonderful. And then the film before that was Water Lilies. She's just on a roll. And this film is shot in the suburbs of Paris. Uh, the main actress, uh, Carija Touré, she's not on IMDb. Has her listed as nothing going on really? after this. Please, somebody put her in a film. Yeah. She was just like magnetic. Yeah. Uh, she uh, she's basically like a good girl who joins a girl gang and gets um, tied up in um, the wrong life. Right. Uh, this film has my favorite movie mo- music moment oh. of the year, which is her and her friends lip syncing to Rihanna's Diamonds in a hotel room. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I listened to that song on repeat for a week straight afterwards. That's awesome. Unreal. So Unreal. Great. It just was wonderful. Um, so those two films go together for yeah. me. Okay. Uh, we don't have much we time We don't left. have any time List left. your list. List well, your list. Okay. End of the uh, end of the tour. This, uh, the summer of Sengai, I believe, is how you pronounce oh, it. Yeah. 
Mad Max. A pigeon sits on a branch reflecting on existence. It's a very unique comedy from Sweden. Wild Tales. Oh, another funny film from the protege of the Spanish Pedro director. Yeah, can't wait for more of him. Call Me Lucky, uh, obviously. Room. Uh, Lenny Abramson, um, The Martian, Star Wars, and Carol, which I just saw on my break, and it's beautiful. Todd Haynes is always kills it. Yeah. You go. Um, a lot of those um, are on my list of uh, films I need to yeah. see, which is frustrating. Okay, my list, I think we almost talked about all of them. Eden, Clouds of Sils Maria, The Second Mother, Girlhood, Diary of a Teenage Girl, Selma, which I'm holding on to. You got it. You. And the Black Panthers Vanguard of the Revolution, oh, yeah. which had some problems as a film with too much information in it, but it's just critical. Yeah. The information is critical. Yeah. So please see that, people. Um, and the Star Wars The Force Awakens, I called my best franchise film of okay, the year. Yeah. And then the best old film made new for me was the Apu trilogy. Yeah. Criterion uh, paid a boatload of money and spent a whole bunch of time to uh, restore uh, Satyajit Rai's trilogy, uh, his first film ever. Yeah. Um, we, talk, it, yeah, we talked about this. And it was so, I was happy to be introduced to it. It was blown awesome. away. And I'm just so happy that that film is, his films have been pretty hard to see yeah. um, in the West. And so that will just sort of, I think it'll reintroduce his films to a whole new generation. So yeah. that's really exciting to me. Um we will eventually post these online as well. <laughs> we will. We yeah. will. Also online now is we're back on SoundCloud. Uh, last week's episode is oh, on there so you can listen. I'll put this one up um, after we're done. Yeah. Um, so you can find us there again if you if you miss and tell your friends that you can find us there. Perfect. Goals for 2016, get on iTunes. Yeah. Ooh, that will happen. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also coming in 2016 is that we're, we are uh, taking another year-long look oh, yeah. at one thing. Last year, it was The Roots of American Independent Film. Yeah. More specific this year. This year, Tilda Swinton. Oh, Tilda. A whole year of Tilda. I think we should call the series Oh, Tilda. Done. All right. Oh, Tilda starts next week. I have no idea what film we're starting with, but I'm very excited. Yeah, it'll be fun to kind of get into one person and really dig in. Yeah. Um, that was a great year. Thanks, yeah. Christopher. Thank you. What will Blythe? 2016 hold? Movies, is my I assumption. I love it. I love it. All right. Thanks, everyone, and uh, see you next week. Have a great new year.